Today, we have a very special guest with us in the studio, the CEO and founder of Ainride, one of the most talked about tech companies in the world right now. They are developing the first self-driving electric truck that doesn't even have a cabin. Join us for an inspiring conversation. This is The Evolution Show. Welcome to The Evolution Show. I'm your host, Johan Landgren. The Evolution Show is all about connecting the dots to see the bigger picture and address some of the biggest challenges and opportunities of our time. And today we have a very special guest with us to talk about the future of self-driving electric trucks. Today we have the CEO and inventor behind Einride, a Swedish startup that develops a self-driving electric truck without a cabin. Welcome Robert Falk. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. I feel a little bit like Tom Hanks, actually. Uh, it, it feels like I'm in the movie Catch Me If You Can, <laughs> um, because there's so much going on with Ainride. Um, it feels like you're always one step behind <laughs> trying to catch up with the news surrounding Ainride. Uh, so, and it was a little bit tricky to, to get you here as well, but now you're here and that's all that counts. And uh, I would like to start with uh, you and your company. Um, as I mentioned, there's been there's so many things going on. Um, a lot of magazines, basically most of the magazines in the world are talking about Ainride right now. And I have to mention that there's even a symphony called Ainride um, by one of the most uh, composed and created by one of the most promising composers uh, here in Sweden, a very young guy called Jakob Milrad. So, and I read that the algorithm from your car is actually Base, uh, is, 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 yeah, it's behind that. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, that's uh, that, uh, first of all, that's absolutely true, and uh, uh, we try to do our best to uh, stay ahead and uh, push. And the reason why Android was uh, started was really to push and make that change happen. And I think that's also why we've been able to attract so many talented people around the company, and including uh, the composer Jakob Mulrad, who's a good friend and uh, also. A great inspiration for me. Uh, he uh, is one of those persons who keep pushing the arts forward, and that's what we're trying to do with Android as well: to keep pushing, keep uh, driving for the change, and making things happen very quickly because we really feel the sense of urgency. Yeah, uh, and today I would like to talk a little bit about Android's milestones, and of course also your background because I think your background as an entrepreneur is very interesting and could inspire others as well. I think. Uh, and in the part two of our conversation, I would like to dig more into the details, the technical details uh, behind the trucks and also talk a little bit about artificial intelligence, which is close to my heart and something you're, you're including in, in your trucks uh, and know a lot about. So perhaps we could start with you and you can tell us a little bit about your background and how you, you ended up in, in Silicon Valley and you've also been at Volvo Trucks and a lot of other things. And yeah, how you, how you came to become the Ain, uh, CEO of Ainride? Oh, it, it's a, I think that uh, Ainride has been in making literally my whole life. I'm born with a great passion for technology and it's something that's been with me since I was a little kid. Uh, I started playing Lego when I was just three or four years and I my mother reminded me of a story or episode when I was uh, f five six years and one morning you came down 
and I had taken apart all the furnitures in the whole um, floor and um, and I think I've always been very passionate about the technology, how things works. And I think that's something that's uh, also inspired me to go to a little bit of extra length when it comes to that. And as, since an early age, I've always been fascinating about new ideas and making things happen. I, so I think that's something I started exploring and I helped to build a lot of uh, Lego trucks when I grew up and uh, also great passion about the great ideas and how to make them come true. So I'm very passionate about both philosophy and technology. And um, after born and raised as I am in a f small farm, you also had that sort of say um, sense of duty that you should try to do things uh, that you have a responsibility to make things happen. And all those things ended up uh, that I started university and uh, I uh, did uh, study technology, machining engineering, and I also did a lot of uh, studies in economics. And uh, that brought me to Stanford. And at Stanford, I also learned a lot of uh, how uh, the ecosystem around the um, innovation happens. So literally, I've been training to start uh, Enride most of my life. And last session before I uh, started Enride, I was uh, producing and helping to produce a lot of the diesel engines and gearboxes globally for one of the biggest automotive companies in OEMs in the world. And I just felt and I got the understanding that uh, this transition will not happen unless someone takes the responsibility to drive the change. Yeah. I read that you were, uh, while you were working at uh, Volvo Trucks, uh, you were also starting a nightclub even, or, or not, uh, uh, a VIP uh, booking system for for, uh, for nightclub. So you, you, I mean, you were an entrepreneur early, early on, I would say. Yeah, I'm born and raised in an entrepreneurial family. We, It's a lot of uh, great entrepreneurs coming from my family, and I think that's also been a great inspiration for me. And uh, in that, it's... Uh, uh, also, uh, that I consider myself to be an engineer and an engineer uh, at heart. And that means also that I've never been cool enough to get these nightclubs. So as an engineer, I had to address that uh, to with, uh, and I involved myself in a company uh, called Keyflow, who did guest list system for nightclubs. And uh, so we literally helped to develop how the guest list system could be digitalized. You you spent your time uh, two years I think I read uh, in Silicon Valley yeah. and with, in a collaboration of kind of working for Chalmers University at the time. But what did you take with you from your time in Silicon Valley that you've learned maybe and used later? I think the biggest takeaway were the so to say the contextual that everyone there believed that they could make an impact, that they had a responsibility or almost duty to actually push what could be done. And I think that uh, I was very fortunate to get learn a, get to know a lot of people that actually had an impact on how we see technology, how we see society, and that inspiration really helped me a little bit to break through and also believe that you can, as an individual, make a difference. Because uh, I think that sometimes we think that we are just part of big machinery, but uh, I think it was uh, Steve Jobs that said that. Uh, the ones who change the world are the ones who are crazy enough to think that I can actually do it. Yeah. 
And I, I, another interesting thing I, I read about you is that you you spent your time some time also in Russia working for World of Trucks there. Yeah. And it's a quite different uh, environment, maybe. Um, what did you learn from that? I am great fascination with Russia. I think it's an interesting country and it's also interesting people. Uh, they are, in a way, very much like Americans. They are, in a sense, very close to life it's uh, hard to explain but uh, i think that uh, a lot of the russian soul is that you're you're you consider yourself to live in the moment you're not afraid of living you're not afraid of dying and that's uh, as uh, what i've learned quite a lot from being in russia that you should so to say be um live more or so I said emphasize that it's actually uh Life is precious, so live it now. Yeah, yeah, that's a great uh, philosophy, I think. And I think that sounds like you use that also when you... I mean, it's a struggle, I know, as an entrepreneur. Um, obviously, there are a lot of people uh, that are misunderstand what you're going to do and question you in the early stage. But you, you founded Ainride in 2016 together with uh, Philip Lilia and Linnea Cornyhead. Yep. Uh, and Linnea Cornyhead today, she's a f uh, chief financial officer. Um, uh, marketing. F sorry, sorry. Uh, chief uh, marketing officer. Uh, and what do you, many consider you have your move to start Ainride uh, very bold. And what do you say to people that want to start a company and perhaps that are afraid to fail? Well, that was a tough question. Um, first of all, failure I think there's a lot of discussion about in Swedish context that if you're because people say that we need to change that people should be aware to change uh, you should be able to fail and so on but in Swedish context it's hard because like failure is something that really sticks with you and we can't say that it doesn't and there were and when we started up there was so many people tell me don't do this you can fail and if you fail they wouldn't look good and the only thing I can say is it, surround you with the people that believe in you. Don't care about the aunt or the, that not that close friend or those people that not really truly believe in you. Surround you with great people like my co-founders that really believes both in your mission and most importantly in you. Yeah, yeah. And I heard others say that as well, but it's it's good to emphasize, I think, to hear that from you as well. It's that I think there is so much to be learned there, uh, and it's maybe you underestimate that as well. Uh, it's easy to say, perhaps, but uh. yeah, exactly. I think it's uh, words. I, I normally say that that nothing is you can hear something, but nothing is true unless you feel it. Yeah. So, I, and I think that's what being an entrepreneur is that you constantly at work with your feelings and you need to be surrounded with great people that so to say can compliment you and also make you strong in your worst uh, days yeah and you're in a, a very interesting area right now you, you both you have uh, the automation part you have the electric and we'll come back to that soon in more detail but uh, with the self-driving track you're working on uh, you also have different degrees both in engineering uh, and economics uh, and I can't help by comparing you in some sense to, for example, Elon Musk, because he also has an economics and an engineering degree. But what I wanted to ask you is, are you like Elon Musk, uh, which is kind, kind of rare, that you 
Are you also involved in the engineering of the truck and the software at Einrider? What can you of tell us about of that? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, um, I, I think that uh, if you want to do innovation, and especially in the tech side, you can't lead without the technology understanding. Because I think that uh, one of the major changes in the last 10 years that really have changed at the core is that most of the most successful companies and most groundbreaking companies are led by people that understand both sides. Because if you want to lead technology and lead how to deploy technology, you need to understand what kind of impact that does it have for the business and what kind of impact does it have for cost structure. And for me, that's really what uh, we uh, you need to have and join together otherwise it's very hard to so to say make or break new grounds yeah anyway uh, is a still young company uh, with mostly very young people uh, but what's interesting and i think it's important to emphasize is that uh, there are many women in leading positions as well such as Linnea Cornyhead and and what do you say to young women and engineers or others that look for a future in tech uh, do you have any advice uh, be true to yourselves because it's uh, technology is fun and it's uh, exciting and it's also where you can make the biggest impact and i think that uh, what we need is a lot of inspiring people from whoever you're from or whoever you are to take the responsibility to challenging developing new solutions and i think talent doesn't have a gender it doesn't have a background it's about who you are and the passion to overcome that's uh, in yourself yeah. So dare uh, to challenge. Yeah, and I can I, I can also imagine that it's and I, I know from my own experience that it's always a better di dynamic. I think when you have more a balance between the gender in any kind of <laughs> situation. So and uh, yeah. for sure, and mm -hmm. but something we really emphasize at Android is that uh, we we really look at diversity of thought yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, we like the people that uh, doesn't agree. We like mm -hmm. the people that challenge. The mm -hmm. people that are. I wouldn't say the misfits, but the people that dare to uh, dare to challenge status quo. Yeah. Because uh, we talk a lot about diversity, but if you want to create and do really groundbreaking work with both in the technology and science, you need the people that disagree with you. You yeah. need the people that dare to challenge, that dare to think, that dare to be themselves. And I think that that's what we're trying to connect and that's what we need to have done and been very fortunate to have a lot of people with strong wills and uh, great talents that uh, challenge each other and push for how to build and create something better. Okay, let's move on, I think, to, to the milestones and, and Einride, of course. It's a super interesting company. Uh, I got to know about you a couple of years ago and from transparency, I am an investor and um, stock owner and um, shareholder in Einride. Uh, but it's super interesting because I, when I first met you, I think it was early 2018 uh, during an investor meeting, uh, you told us about things what, that were coming and so on. But it's hard to look back now because so many things have happened. And I just want to go through a couple of them for people to have some, some idea of what you're doing and so on. And um, so I thought we can start with, uh, I mean, one of the first thing that, uh, that was interesting to hear about also, I think, is that you have a collaboration uh, with DB Schenker and uh, that's which is one of the biggest um, transport and logistics companies in the world and uh, just in May 15 this summer or early early spring um, late spring you were the first in the world actually to have 
your Android truck, uh, the T-Pod, uh, on a public strip of road. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been our, one of our ambitions when we started this, is to be the first to do apply autonomous electric uh, trucks on public road. And that's, uh, that's something we accomplished in May this year. And uh, it uh, also was great fun that we got also the recognition. I think that we were, uh, it was a weird experience to be uh, headlines uh, news on BBC with, together with the Sudan conflict and Trump, of course. And then we uh, were uh, one of these three stories. So that was a great day for both Enride and as me as a founder of the company, also being seen there and see, show that we can actually make that happen. And what's the idea behind that? I mean, this is for a distribution um, area for, for DB Schenker facility. Mm. Um, and uh, what's the next step for that? What's the idea behind the testing there? It's uh, for us, it's uh, real commercial applications, doing transport with a customer. And uh, I, I consider the role of an entrepreneur is to showcase how the future could look like. And then it's up to everyone, each one in society, to decide, is this something we would like to see moving forward? And for us, it's uh, the great collaboration with Dibeshenker to make this happen, uh, has shown the world that literally we can do things differently. And we don't have to do things as they have been. We can literally just rethink, rework and create something better. Yeah, and I know you mentioned that uh, before that heavy heavy trucks or the heavy transports is an area that has not been electrified and is far from it. Uh, so, and you're also doing it, making it self-driving and without a cabin, which we'll come back to in the part two. But it's uh, yeah, so going back to doing something different, I think it's uh, you're really doing that. Um, as early as 2017, um, your one of your first partners was also uh, I would like to mention the retail shop Lidl. Um, and maybe you can tell us uh, the idea behind that uh, collaboration and uh, perhaps also mention that um, there was a pop-up event in Stockholm recently in the summer, during the summer, where they actually uh, you, you transported uh, some of the things for, for Lidl. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, Lidl has been one of the people or companies that dare to stand out and say, hey, we want something different. And uh, they were the first uh, customer to sign up for uh, sign for Enride, and what we're helping with them is to provide an uh, alternative to the classical uh, diesel engines and we provide them with a sustainability journey. They are very bold and they dare to challenge and dare to say hey we're gonna go sustainable, we're gonna break how it looks like today, be bold enough to say try something different. And uh, that's what we've done with them since then and we are working and plan is to really get up to speed and do a lot of things during next year. Yeah, uh, you also have a collaboration and you have a little bit about the technology is interesting to mention here that you're collaborating with NVIDIA. Yep. Uh, so I guess they're using the hardware uh, uh, for the um, self-driving unit uh, or the GPU. Exactly, GPO. it's yeah. a little, I would say that's uh, the processor or the where we can do a lot of calculations. Yeah. And you, you showed it, uh, the vehicle at uh, NVIDIA's GGC conference uh, last year. Uh, and um, But another milestone is interesting also, uh, I think, to mention or 
I mean that you are working on many fronts. Uh, of course, you need five G. Five G is uh, you know high connectivity uh, is very important when you're uh, and you can uh, have to mention mention so people understand that these um, trucks there can be remotely controlled as well uh, and that's something that you actually showed uh, during the mobile world congress in february where people actually could try to remotely uh, steer or uh, drive um, the vehicles maybe you can tell us a little bit about that yeah absolutely uh, we actually together with the ericsson who's also a great partner of, uh, of us uh, we actually uh, drove at, at pod in Sweden and uh, our test facility outside Gothenburg all the way from Barcelona in Spain where the MVC was hold, held and uh, it was a great showcase of how you can apply this kind of technology and how we can really rethink how things is done yeah um, so Einride you're you're using your technology um, but has it worked uh, as you have expected you think so far and wh what do you need to to work mo more on uh, I always say that we are very good on track for where we started three years ago and we did a plan and in uh, that where we should be in 2020 and uh, right now we are between uh, somewhere three to f four months off that plan so it's uh, I think we're making good progress according to the, what we set out to do yeah uh, so or uh, so Ainride are aiming at disrupting the market for heavy transports uh, a little bit I feel like if you compare it to what Tesla did for the passenger fleet, you're disrupting in that kind of way as well, but for the heavy, heavy trucks. So, um, and when you look at that, uh, it's really interesting. Um, if you think about uh, some other milestones, uh, I'd also like to, to mention that uh, aside from DB Schenker, mm. you've also had a, you have a, quite recently talked about um, doing a similar installation with Michelin in outside Paris, I think. Yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, our ambition is to showcase how the future will look like. And I think that uh, France and Paris and Europe is uh, very important in that. And I think it's also about challenging Europe to get in the game. Yeah. Because uh, I think that uh, right now the US and China is really at the forefront of this. And uh, I think that uh, we are doing our best to push Europe along, but uh, I think we start to recognize that this is our future we're talking about. And the trucks, uh, they look like a container on wheel, basically. Um, That's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But in a way, it's also practical. Uh, I mean, you have done it in that way um, and more aerodynamic, obviously, but uh, to fit in as much um, uh, you cargo, know, cargo yeah. as possible. Uh, and uh, you have removed the cabin altogether. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, the idea behind it. So I don't mean that in a negative sense. Uh, but in early October, Einride signed an innovation partnership with the port of Helsingborg in southern Sweden. And that also shows a little bit for me, it was interesting to see that because it's another kind of market, another area yeah. that you can use these vehicles. So maybe you can tell us about the idea behind that. No, but I think a lot of this new technology, connectivity, autonomous and electric, uh, could be done to literally address any kind of transport needs. And I think that will not be applicable for every applications, but for a lot of the flows that we have currently, if we're just willing to challenge and rethink how we do things, and that goes for electric trucks, regular trucks, electrification, if we're just willing to a little bit change the process of how things are done, there's a lot of potential with the technology. And 
it's foremost we need to challenge it because we need to go sustainable we need to do it now yeah I couldn't agree more. Uh, I would also like to mention that you you're in you're a speaker as well, and in, in you're invited to many places all around the world. And uh, early this summer, I I noticed that you were at the Brilliant Minds uh, event where Barack Obama, for example, and Greta Thunberg mm. was invited. So clearly, there's a really big interest for this, uh, and I think it's. Uh, we're kind of in a in a time where it, the the time is ripe, mm -hmm. uh, but it's also uh, very important that the people like you show showcase that this is possible. Um, and uh, you, you have, as I said, you have attracted a lot of int interest. And recently, uh, you finished an an A A round investment uh, found uh, for uh, your company, which uh, attracted many investors. And uh, you had twenty five million euros. Uh, going into the company, company dollars at least. Yeah, in dollars. Sorry. Yeah, dollars. So yeah, okay. And Equity Ventures uh, was one of them, and Nordic Ninja Venture, and um, also uh, Ericsson Ventures were part of that. Um, so why do you think Ainride attracts so much attention attention right now? And uh, uh, are you simply uh, the bold company on the frontier of a ripe technology and market? How do you see your your role? Why are you so? I mean, when we started Enright, it was really when I saw that and this literally goes back to why did we start a company? Because uh, I saw that this was not happening. And uh, in my previous position, there were no serious plan on scale electrification of trucks. There were first plans for 2045 and 2045. Uh, that's literally not happening. And I was wanted to start a company, but I saw an opportunity to really push and show that something else could be done. And uh, we have both autonomous and electric new technology that is coming and that's absolutely applicable and possible to use. But m what I'm really scared of, and that was I really uh, could stand by and let be, was literally the fact that if the current market or the current players get their ways, they would do autonomous on a diesel platform. And if they do autonomous on a diesel platform, and that's a lot of research, and some of our great uh, PhDs have also done a lot of calculations that shows that we will see a surge of transport. That literally means that if that's done on diesel and, and gas engines, that means that we will see an, an increase in the emissions. But if you combine electric and autonomous, you actually get a great business case for both sides. So it's actually better if you come from the outside, the business case for autonomous electric is better than autonomous and diesel. So that's why it's so important now that we take the opportunity to create a better system that is sustainable. Yeah, uh, and I think you have, you've shown that there are many ways to go forward here. You, you also have developed a truck called the T-Log. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to mention that because interesting that uh, I, I did my um, uh, internship at the Stockholm Environment Institute, mm. and I was happy to see that you you have a collaboration now for the um, how you can use with the forestry in industry with the T-Log. So maybe yeah. you can just tell a little bit about that collaboration. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that they see the potential as well, and we are back to being uh, the ones who are annoying, the ones to challenge, the ones to want to make something different. And we are looking now, for instance, that we should rebuild all the bridges in Sweden to allow for bigger trucks. That we should allow 90 tons th trucks. And for me, that's a way of actually 
fasten our grip on a diesel engine because then that's you're making the diesel engines even more profitable and for me maybe you should rethink it instead maybe you could have three or four smaller autonomous electric vehicles transport transporting the same amount of goods to the same price but we just need to rethink it rather than, than optimize it from the current setup because we allow that kind of legislation we will allow and actually strengthen the diesel engine hold on society yeah i totally agree um yeah well i thought that that's uh, yeah we can finish with that and continue to talk about the technology and ai behind the trucks because that's kind of the itty gritty Absolutely. very interesting details uh, i think a lot of people are interested in so thank you so much robert for this conversation Thank you. I certainly learned a lot and I got some new ideas and perspectives on the future of self-driving technology. Likewise. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. If you were inspired as well, feel free to continue the conversation in the comments below. In the next part of the conversation, we look more into the technical details behind the T-Pod and T-Log that Ainride is developing, a self-driving truck that doesn't even have a cabin. As always, we appreciate your feedback. Was it good or bad? If you want to see the videos as soon as they come out, consider subscribing. I hope to see you on Monday for the next episode.